This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name is Phil. This is the Monday Night Fan Zone show. Tonight, do you know what? I think there is loads and loads of things to talk about. Not only is it Europa League, we've got the whatever went on yesterday. So many things to talk about. So many things that we want your views on. So get them in now. Let me know what they are as ever. We can get your comments on. So welcome to tonight's Fan Zone. So, welcome to the show. We want your views as ever, your comments uh, on Leicester Fan TV. We are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. Welcome to us. And we are welcoming people from Facebook and Periscope. If you're watching this on playback, subscribe, join us live because we can get your comments in on the screen. There is so much to talk about this week. I've had a few rants today on social media. You may have noticed some of them in some of the, the groups and places like that. I want to know what you think, because I am frustrated that yesterday we actually really had a plan B. Sat there on the bench, ready to come on, ready to win that game for Leicester at nil-nil. The plan B, it was Islam Slimani. But what do we do? We try and play him like Jamie Vardy. So forget plan B, we just put a plan B player like Slimani and tell him to run around like Jamie Vardy. It's never going to happen. You all know what he needed. You will know it was sat on the bench, whether you, whether it wants to be the new boy under or whether if it wants to be tried and trusted Mark Albrighton, we needed somebody to put the cross in to Slimani to head it in. It's no good giving the ball to Islam Slimani 45 yards away from goal and wanting him to do something with him. He don't do that. It's no good giving it over the top to Slimani to chase on. He's not quick enough. He's, he's, one, he's one dimensional. I'm not his biggest fan, but where does he need it? In the box on his bonds. That's where he needs it. Anyway, you're setting me off. Do you want to talk about Mende? Off. Hamza on. Not the smartest move. Why did we do that when Villa then went on for it? I want your answers to these questions. I really do. Here's another one for you. I told you you've set me off. Starting off, why did we loan out? On Wednesday last week, we knew Kaglar Sönkü was injured. His Turkish international manager said that. Why did we then two days later loan out Benkovic? Sonku is out for three months. And we just loaned out one of a centre-back we paid £17 million for and never seen play barely. So many things to talk about. I've not even said hellos. Let's get back to some hellos. Uh, Jamie from the Foxes Arm says, more rants than me. Trust me, Jamie. I, I don't know what it is. I feel in a real ranty mood this morning. And um, yeah, it set me off. Wayne, let's calm me down. Good evening. Reese. good evening to you. Jack, good evening to you. 
Matthew, good evening to you. Imtiaz, welcome to the show. Get your views and get your comments in. Kevin, good evening. You see, I'm calming down. Thank you for that. Ian, Ian, who is the Darlington fan who keeps coming in. Hi, Ian, how are you? Um, he started his new job. Well done, Ian. I'm glad you're part of Leicester Fan TV. Are we your B team now, Ian? Uh, Brad Lingard, good evening, says, we're not having enough strength in depth in the squad. Going to be a hard season. Uh, Paul says he's disappointed from last night, but let's look at the bigger picture. Would we have took nine points from the first five games? Paul, yes, is the answer. The half full glass conversation is, yes, of course we would. Life ain't that bad, let's be honest. But I've posed you some questions, Paul. I want to know your views on it. Uh, MTR says, where's Benkovic gone to? Is it for the whole season? He's gone on loan to Cardiff. It happened late on Friday in the loan season. We knew Sionku was injured, Imtiaz. We knew that. So why would you do that? Let me add in to this stream. We'll keep the questions coming in. We've got John Sinclair. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit calmer than you, I think, though. Uh, I feel I feel really ranty, John, tonight about yeah, what I saw I yesterday. Know. I might have to do the calm effect then. Uh, and let's... Yeah, I can understand it. I mean, I was disappointed yesterday. The Benkovic one, it's clear that the manager doesn't think he can do the job here. Um, so clearly that's why he's gone out on loan to Cardiff. Um, so yeah, it was a, a bit surprising given what's happened to Sionku who's going to be out till beginning of next year, we understand. Uh, but if the manager won't play him, what's the point in keeping him in the squad? Uh, well, indeed, indeed. Let's add in. Do you know who we've got joining us as well for a little special treat for fans? I heard there was a rumour that Ian Hume, who's actually currently in Canada, was going to join us. Uh, Ian, I remember from back in the day, I remember a particular goal, was it against Sheffield Wednesday from outside the D in the area? A good, he, he scored a few good goals, this lad, and he's there now. Hi, Ian. Hey, how are you? I'm good, you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Ian, I, I love the way we all have to type in our names and Ian puts in Hume. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> good lad. He's a bit like a, yeah, a, like a Fuchs, isn't he? Yeah. Whenever he scored, it was Hume. <laughs> I figured I'd sort it out for you before you asked me to say it again. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Ian, did you manage to watch any of Leicester's game yesterday? We've got lots of things to talk about. I don't know if you caught it because you are now back in Canada, aren't you? Yeah, but uh, unlike over there, all the Premier League games are made available to people. So <laughs> you, can, you can sit here and watch any game you want. So I sat and watched the game last night and just overhearing you guys at the end there. Disappointing performance. Um, but again, the squad's really thin. Missing big players like uh, Siunku and uh, Vardy, obviously. I think it's... Yeah, we, uh, were talking, we were talking earlier about Somali coming on and he's good from crosses. I personally would have liked to see Michael Brighton come on. He needs, he needs crosses into the box, doesn't he? Yeah, but that's uh, it's never been along any of the clubs that he's been at. It's never been Brendan's way of playing. He's never been one to get the ball wide as a as a way of playing and get it in the box. But to be honest, watching Slamani come on, I, we all know what he's good at. But to be honest, the majority of the time, he didn't look interested. Uh, I, I was actually quite disappointed. I'd rather have kept Ianacho and let him run around a little bit, even if he's not as effective as, as people would have hoped. At least he was running around. But yeah. Ian, I think Slimani, does, he does look like that type of player. Like, um, I mean, there's been a few over the years, not just at Leicester, sort of don't look that interested, but he still, uh, he doesn't want the ball 45 yards from goal, does he, Slimani? He's, he's, got, no, he's got very little pace. He's, he's not going to take on three defenders. There's one place Islam Slimani needs that ball, isn't there, Ian? 
Yeah, but in the type of game that it was yesterday, we weren't getting the ball in the final third as often as hoped. Um, and the, re- the way you create that is having somebody go the other way and do a bit of running. And with having him up there on his own, I thought it was, uh, it was a tough one for him. But you need to come and get the ball and lay it off and just get yourself involved because the more touches you get, the, the more confidence you gain. And then when it does come in those areas, then you're in the right spot. Yeah, it's a good point, Ian, that, that players have got to learn to play to what the manager wants and, and they've got to adapt, haven't they? And that's what you're kind of saying, isn't it? Well, exactly. And that'll obviously that'll explain why Slomani's not played an awful lot <laughs> over the but, last what, 18 months. So, But Ian, I, I'm coming at it from the other side of the fence. I mean, you've worked with so many managers, obviously, ex-pro. Do, sometimes, does the manager have to look at the players he's got when, he, when he's got injuries and go... You know, Jamie Vardy is is a, a world class striker. I've not got him. I have got Islam Slimani. I'm I maybe going to have to tweak how I want to play to fit the players I've got. You should do. <laughs> it's easy to see, to say, but like like we've spoken about before, as a Liverpool fan, that was the most frustrating side of having Brendan Rodgers as manager. Was there was no Plan B? Unfortunately, there wasn't, and he had amazing players on the pitch. The same as Leicester, they got top top. Premier League players on the pitch but when they're gone when they're injured when they're suspended it's like who do I fit in there to keep it going and do the personnel fit into those spots unfortunately yesterday you could see that there was an 11 with Ian Acho there there was an 11 that they could start out at Madison on the bench but there wasn't anybody who could replace what Vardy does and Slimani definitely isn't that type of player so he doesn't have a plan B Brendan so changing the way the team played it's not in his makeup. So it, it's a hard one to take. And when you don't have the personnel and exactly what we spoke about in preseason, well, it, the, strength, the it, strength and depth. So Ian, you've seen this before, having watched Liverpool when Brendan was there. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing. Like when you had Suarez injured, when you had Gerard injured, you didn't have replacements. You didn't have anyone who could do what they did. And he's unwilling to maybe add in somebody who can... Like or, or a little bit of a tweak to the system, like like we spoke about here. Slimani's great in the box, great when the ball comes in. I agree, putting all Brighton on would have been perfect, but that wouldn't uh, that would have moved away from the free flowing possession style game that Brendan Rodgers always played. But, yeah, jo- but you, jo- like John, you said, you, said, you said that before we came on, John. Yeah, because it's it's finding a way to adapt to the players you've got. If you've got injuries, you've got to focus on the players that can play and not focus too much on the injuries and say, well, I've got this squad, how do I make them play? Um, that, that seems obvious to us. I'm a bit surprised that, that Brendan wouldn't change the style to suit the players that are going out there. And Ian, I mean, Andy Meadows has said this. He said, uh, people like Harvey Barnes look lost without Vardy. When, when the team is so reliant on one striker, one player, and, and know how to play, do you think, I mean, we, we saw Perez have a, bit of a strange game. Harvey Barnes didn't look at his best. Do you think, Ian, that has a knock-on effect when they're so used to that point of attack? 100%. I, I, I think it's 100%. Um, the only other team you look at when they're missing their, their talisman that's actually looked potentially better, okay, this season of aside, is Spurs. Like, you look at the other teams when they haven't got their main striker, like, for instance, Liverpool when they don't have Firmino in there and they put Origi up top, they don't look the same team. But it's even it's an even bigger case for Leicester when you don't have Vardy, who's been the top man there for, what, five, six years now, where he's been top, top man. And I think last season, he just put himself to another level. And when you've not got somebody like that, it's how do you 
replace it. It's it's near impossible unless you're going to go out and spend eighty million. And Leicester didn't do Man, that. So yeah, I guess Man City have had their problems up front as well. Okay, Guerrero came back over the weekend, but they've had similar problems up front, haven't they? Exactly. Like that's it. Like there's only a few teams who can go out there and replace like for like. Like there's Leicester haven't got it. Like li- literally exactly what we spoke about in preseason is they don't have the strength and depth. And I'm seeing that comment there from Andrew there. Perez, I'm I'm confused with what he's actually good at, like what his best trait is. He's not quick, he's not he's a decent footballer, but he's not a top footballer, he's not rapid, he's not he's one of those who just kind of fit in. Harvey Barnes is your your game changer. But like you said, he he had an off game yesterday and now I think playing up against that cash, I'm impressed with him since he's since he signed yes. for us. And I think he he sort of he dampened the way Barnes plays because he's quick. He can keep up with him. Um, but again, you look at the the highlights. For me, I know it's disappointing. If you got a point out of that with the depleted squad, I think it would have been yeah. a decent result, realistically. Um, and then, the goal, the goal at the end was a killer. Yeah, you've got under. We haven't seen much of yet. I was I was almost mm-hmm. surprised he wasn't in the starting eleven myself. Actually, for Farner on the plus side, made a great debut. Yeah, um, agreed. So that that looks like a really good signing, doesn't it? A 19-year-old as well, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good one, but again, it's a tough one because you got you got Johnny Evans there, who was he was consistent as ever. I, he he didn't have a bad game, didn't have a great game. He was he was a standard Johnny Evans. But for fans now, got to fill Sancho's boots for the next three four months, which is going to be tough. And coming in and having to play is going to be tough for him. Yeah, uh, Ben Ben asks you, Hugh, mate. He says. Fancy putting your boots on? He'd rather have you up there than Slimani. <laughs> yeah, I think that think those times have gone. But hey, I'd I'd I'd, I'd give it a go. <laughs> you had a I fair t- few. You headed in a fair few goals in in your time, didn't you? Yeah, it seemed to stop after I left. Left to be honest, <laughs> uh, I think I think people stopped trusting it. Um, but no, it's listen. I I loved it. But like, listen, we know what Slimani was good at. Or is good at He's, the guy's a goal scorer. You get him in the box and he scores. But unfortunately, it's uh, it doesn't go along with the the way the club plays. But Ian, good job. Just very quickly, I, I was watching all your goals on YouTube. They got highlights of all your goals. I'm sure you've watched it. Have you got a favourite one? Uh, I've got well, all all time or at the club at Leicester? At the club, yeah. Oh, at the club, I had a couple that I loved. Uh, the one against Watford was was great in the, the year we went down. Unfortunately, um, scored a couple against Southampton, a couple against uh, Sheffield United. Which who who would have known they'd have been even sweeter a couple of years down the line after what had gone on. But um, yeah. no, I I buzzed off every minute I was there. Three years and scored quite a few goals and probably should have had a damn sight more than I got. But um, no, I'd, I'd just any goal to be honest. Hit the back of the net, it means the same thing. Yeah, boy, we could have done with one of those yesterday, Ian. Can I just pull you back into um, Perez again? <clears throat> a lot of Leicester fans say he's played out of position on the wing, but he never. Brendan doesn't seem to want to give him a chance to play this striker role. That the season we bought him from Newcastle, he was playing more centrally and scoring goals in it. Again, he seems a strange, a strange player for us at the moment. It's see, I'm I'm still. I'm still torn on him. Like I, I'm, like I said before, I'm not overly sure of what's his best position because he's not big and strong to hold up the ball. 
He's not somebody who's going to go in behind as Avardi does. He's he's not overly tricky as a winger. He's a decent finisher when you get him in the box, but I'm I'm still trying to figure out what is his actual position because he has been effective, especially for Newcastle before he signed out wide. But he'd come in and play off the line. But it's 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 weird for Leicester. I've never really seen him get getting full flow. He's not really set any game alight. Okay, he does score quite a few goals. Not Joanna saying there he's a number ten. But is he better than Madison? For me, he's, it's it's million miles apart. Yeah, Madison's Madison's your number ten when he's back fit. And I, I was surprised that he, he he never started yesterday. I know he's been out with a, a niggle and all that. But again, in a game like that when the, the the squad's so thin, I think you play him as long as you possibly can and let him blow up and then throw somebody on to fill the void. Um, John. John, I'll ask you and then Ian, I'd like your views on it as well. With with about, I can't remember the exact minute, but there was about 20 minutes to go or something. He takes Mendy off, a central defensive midfielder, um, and he puts another central defensive midfielder on Hamza Chowdhury. It doesn't quite pay off, but I'm not going to say it's a negative tactic, John, because it's like for like, but I felt like Villa, the last 15, 20 minutes, Jack Grealish, I do admire him, grasps that game and really takes it to Leicester and it feels like Leicester just sort of sit back and just do a like-for-like substitution, John. Yeah, I was surprised by it as well. Um, I mean, it was obviously charity that let Barker get through to, to, to get the goal because he, he kind of lagged behind him a little bit. So it kind of went against us there. Yeah, I wanted a bit more adventure uh, like your unders, like your all Brightons. Uh, so I was a bit surprised we had that unless he, his judgment was that Mendy was running out of gas and you just need to change it for that reason. That that can happen as well. But yeah, I was a bit surprised. I wanted, I suppose, more positive uh, substitutions because we had players on the bench that, that could come on and make a difference. And Madison obviously did come on, but did he come on too late? You know, you kind of like, uh, at what point? I kept thinking as the game was going on, when are we going to make these changes? Um, you know, it was the last quarter of the game virtually, wasn't it? Um, I mean, I, I, you know, on the other hand, I was thinking if we got a draw out of this, I'd be happy given the fact that we've got no Vardy and so on. But are you trying to be positive and nick the game at the end like they did? I mean, Ian, again, you've you've watched more Brendan from your Liverpool watching time as well. Is that another trait of his that we get used to that he's uh, conservative when it comes to preserving a draw rather than going for a win? I think yesterday the circumstances were a bit different. Um, than any other. Like, how thin you guys were on the ground. Um, obviously not having a reply. I'm, again, I'm surprised Under never came on. I thought he might have been the change instead of Slamani, perfectly honest. Um, Mendy, I thought, was, was doing his job. Okay, we, we all know he's not tremendous on the ball. He's, he's no Ndidi, but he's going to win your tackles. He's going to do similar, although not to the same quality as Kanzi used to do. He's going to break play up and pass it. Um, I thought he did very well. The like for like change for Chowdhury, I understood in a way. Okay, it's easy to look back at now and say Mendy had Barkley in his pocket. But if he was getting tired, you bring on somebody who's going to do a similar job. Okay, yeah. it didn't work out and Barkley got the goal. If he doesn't get the goal, Chowdhury, nobody looks at him and says anything. So I understood doing it with how thin the squad is, with the injuries and all that. Um, but I think. You look at it and you, you you say, okay, listen, they're they're playing really well right now. They're just absolutely pumped Liverpool, which which hurt. Um, but uh, 
it would just preserve the, the point. I know it's at home and I know you want to go out and win, but with with fans not being in stadiums, unfortunately, home field advantage kind of goes out the window. So it, it's just, it's another game. It's a 90 minutes. Let's see this 90 minutes out. Let's get the point. So I understood why he did that. I understand on the other side, the frustration of the fans thinking we're at home, we have to go for it. So my only my only thing was all, all Brighton and under. I, I would have liked to have seen them come on. I, if you're going to bring on Slimani, bring on Albrighton as well. Um, if you're not going to bring on Albrighton, bring on under and, and go for it. Put two up top. You've got the, the a little bit quicker, a little bit uh, more about them in under with, with Slimani doing doing the old fashioned number nine, number ten job. Um, I think yeah, that would have. Yeah, we've almost got to draw a line under it and think. Well, we got six games in a couple of weeks, haven't we? Now, so oh, there's so many games now, chaps. That's the thing. Like Thursday, it's uh, Zoya Luthanks. I'm never going to be able to say that name. Uh, and then it's Arsenal, and then it's AAK Athens, and then it, I think is it Leeds or Wolves. I mean, they come thick and fast, Ian, at, at this time now with Europa League on a Thursday. Uh, Leicester looking a bit a bit light, maybe with some of the players. It's going to be an interesting experience for us, Ian. <laughs> These international breaks, like, listen, I understand people want to play for the country, but like Wenger said in midweek, this Nations League, what does it actually do? Apart yeah. from apart from help out the, the lesser sides who are playing against the lesser sides and they have a chance of winning games. Other than that, all it's done is bring injuries and suspensions and isolation from COVID. and That's all it's done. Um, I don't see the point in it, and especially when they're having to cut squash in a season with the Europa, with uh, Champions League, with all your cups, with everything. And again, with the Euros at the end of the season, so they're going to have no break again. So having this Nations League, I think, is ridiculous. I don't think there's any any need to be there. And I think it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to harm clubs and teams like Leicester who haven't got the strength and depth that, that a lot of other big spending clubs have got. And, you, like you said, you've got Europe midweek, Arsenal away next week, then Europe again. Then like you've got games. It's it's kind of like a championship season again. It's you've got literally Saturday, Tuesday. Um, it's 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 going to be tough, and I think you're going to see a, a team in the the Europa League. I think you're going to see a team there that's going to be subs and under twenty ones, and I think it's going to be none of your first team that's going to play against Arsenal. But again, benefit of that, you might see under. You'll get some minutes. Well, That's well, again, yeah, John. I mean, this this Thursday, moving on to to the, the Europa League game, um, we know Jamie Vardy. I believe we've been told is not going to be fit for Thursday. There's a chance he'll be fit for Arsenal. Yeah. But um, again, this is why I'm scratching my head slightly. We've got a Europa League squad. Uh, Islam Slimani is not part of that 24 man squad, so we go into the Europa League with just one striker. Which is Inacho. So, if you want to, if Inacho therefore has to start, if you want to make a change through injury or just to change the dynamic, we haven't got playing one striker in Europe, John. Yeah, we haven't even got Dimari Graham's squad either, from what I understand. Um, is it, so, I just yeah. strange. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is a team, the Ukrainian team, what uh, ran about ninth in their uh, Premier League. Um, they've had a few draws as well. Uh, apparently, that one of their midfielders is pretty good at. Uh, shooting from outside the box. Uh, I'm told that the two strikers up front aren't the greatest. They like to keep possession, apparently, as well. Uh, so they'll try and uh, play, you know, frustrate frustrate the, uh, the opposition and, and play on the break a bit more like Leicester do, I suppose, from that point of view. Um, 
But at the end of the day, we wanted to be in Europe. Uh, so we've got to approach it with a bit of kind of enthusiasm. And especially the home games in Europe, you've got to try and get results because we've got Athens away the following week. Um, so going away will be will be tough as well, given the fact you've got to get back and then play in the Premier League uh, a few days later. So, yeah, it will be tough given the squad injuries we've got. But we're all excited about it. Obviously, we wanted Champions League and we thought we were going to get that. But you've got to say we've got to grab the opportunity. And the players, you'd hope, would be really up for it as well. Ian, uh, can I ask you, I think when you were at the club, Dave, Dave Rennie was the physio then, wasn't he? There's a lot of fans asking questions about, he, he was, well, should we just be polite and say he was let go in the summer? He's been at the club, I think, 20 years um, as a physio. And the season we won the Premier League um, was down to the fantastic backroom physio team that we had there. It was a well-known fact. Can you give us any insight on not not what happened in the summer, but Dave Rennie, you know. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest with you. I only just figured that out that he was gone because I haven't seen him in all the like the only people who are still there is Mac of the Kitman and uh, Mike Stell. Other than that, like I normally seen Dave, I didn't even realize he wasn't there until a couple of weeks ago, and like, it was incredible physio, and like it just a, a top top man, and like you said, the the, the reason they they. Well, not the reason you won the Premier League, but one of the big reasons behind winning the Premier League was the fact that your main men were fit the whole year. And that goes down to all the backroom staff, all the, the medical team, massage therapist, the, the head physio, joint physio, the backup, the reserve team physio, everybody. It goes down to the medical team because they, they've kept everyone fit. And obviously a bit goes down to Ranieri, I guess. you got to give him some, <laughs> some plaudits. Um, but the thing is, like I, I, I baffled to see that he's gone because he has been at the club for so long. He's a local guy. He lives up, lives up Loughborough way. He's he's one of those. He he still lives there, and he's uh, one of the best physios I've been involved with in my career. And kind of shocked. And now you see, unfortunately, you see all these injuries and uh, people following the new themes of they have to do all this sports science stuff and this extra stuff, and they have to be top of the top of the field and doing it. No, just. Get guys that people trust and people believe in, and I'm willing to bet you ask the likes of Wes Morgan and Casper Schmeichel, and that have been around the club for as long as they have. They'll tell you the same thing about Dave. He's one of the best, one of the best around. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I mean that that injury, with John, it seems to just get longer every time we play a game. Kagler Soyonku is confirmed out for three months. We just we touched on it, John. That. I'm again another head scratcher for me was knowing that Sonku was injured last Wednesday, letting Benkovic go out on loan to Cardiff last Friday. Yeah, I, I just think uh, it's, it's clearly not rated by the manager. Um, that's the only thing you can say, isn't it? Because uh, he went out regardless of the fact that um, Sonku got injured, so clearly he wasn't going to play him. So you can only put it down to that, really. Uh, yeah, uh, fans might think, well, why haven't we seen him? But clearly, the manager doesn't want to play him. I think that probably is as uh, straightforward as that. Ian, um, I'm going to pick your brains and get you to give us a bit of a score prediction, if you can, for Thursday's game. It's a bit of an unknown. John said this team from the Ukraine is ninth. It's very hard to know what level it is. From watching Europa League in the past, there's some quite average teams in there at times. Well, well somebody said they're probably at championship level earlier. That makes yeah. me nervous, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is, is it top of the championship or is it bottom of the championship? Yeah. There's a massive difference. Um, 
No, to be honest, I think depending on what team Brendan picks, I think he, the likelihood is he's going to rest the majority of your team that's going to play against Arsenal. So they've got a point to prove. So I'd 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 go for a, a home home win. I think up two nil two one. I'll go for. I think that's interesting. You you think he will rest players this week? I think he's got to. I think if he doesn't, I think Schmeichel will play. I think he'll want to play. I think he's that type of guy who wants to play every game. But it's a good chance for like Wes Morgan, uh, Albrighton to get a game. Um, Slimani isn't in the squad, you said, so under, I'm guessing, he'll play Iannaccio. Um He'll have to rest one of them. I guess he'll rest Iannaccio and give under minutes. Um, but it's just a, a matter of making sure he's got a team for Arsenal. Like that's that's the worry. And let's let's be honest. It's nice to be in Europe, but it doesn't butter the bread. It's it's one of those you just you you put out a team that's going to compete. You'll have your 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 starters from from next weekend. will probably be on the bench. Madison might play to get minutes. Um, but I think it's uh, just a matter of putting out a team and going out and let them fight for a result because Arsenal is the is the the one that you have to worry about is because they're. Okay, they got beat by City on the weekend, but they're they're top team this year. They they've recruited very well in the summer, so that's going to be a massive game. And I think that's what Brendan's got to and probably will be looking at. See, John, that's so interesting, isn't it? To Ian think that a lot of the players will be rested. I I really hope they're not. I remember speaking to a Southampton uh, fanzine um, about a year ago when Southampton were in the Europa League. They did exactly what Ian's suggesting. They played pretty much their B team, and at times some of their under twenty threes, under twenty ones, and their fans were like, "We've just slogged our guts out to get to Europa, and then we don't treat it seriously." Yeah. Do you think Leicester well, could do that? Personally, I don't want him to make loads of changes. I want him to make some strategic changes, like under, like Madison. Uh, I, I don't see how you can make wholesale changes if you got into a competition that you'd like to get through, get through to the end of the season, and probably you know win it. You yeah, know, see, I, I agree when, with cause that. Because because when, when when we got into it, the managers saying, okay, it's not the Champions League, but it's a competition we want to be in. It puts us up there. See, I, so, I, 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 I agree with that 100%, John, but I would, I'm just saying circumstantial. With the injuries, yeah. injuries that are there and how thin the squad is, I think it's a massive, massive risk. And I'd, I'd love to see them put out a full-strength team, but what happens if they do that and Johnny Evans goes and gets injured, Touchwood, or Fafana gets injured and Madison gets injured? Like, what, what happens? You, you're so thin on the ground after that. If this is the so-called weaker game, I'm I'm sorry, but if if but I'm in charge another, and I, but what I would say is we've got another European game next week. The same could happen at Arsenal. You pull out your full strength team and people get injured. You can't. I don't think you can approach it saying people might get injured. It yeah, can happen. I, I agree, it can happen. But I think but Ian's saying that the the, the, the club the club and Brendan Rodgers will be putting the focus on the Premier League, Ian. Yeah, that that's what I think. Like that's big, and like I said, it's circumstantial. With with how thin the squad is right now, with injuries to key players, I think it's. Listen, you don't go into every game thinking, "Oh, damn, somebody's going to get injured." You don't do that. But when you've got injury list as, as long as your arm, I yeah. think it's risky putting out the ones that you've <laughs> you've still got left. Um, I'd like to well, see them play-, play as strong a team as possible. But who's what's what's to say the guys that are sitting on the bench and that are in the 21 that are fighting for first team aren't good enough. They're there for a reason. So now is a chance for them to go out and do it. I agree. The people that were on the bench uh, in the game uh, yesterday should be looked at as 
potential starters for this game. That would make sense. Look, like, unders, all Brightons and so on. I agree yeah. Well, I was going to wrap it up, Ian. So, have you got one more thing to say? No, no. It's, it's just like saying about like the, the ones who came on. Like, okay, give Mendy more minutes. Chowdhury come in, play minutes. Underplay, Albright and play. Wes Morgan's going to be champing up a bit to come on and play. So, you, you've got first team quality there. So, it's not like you're, you're, you're bringing in under 18s and all that. It's not like, like doing Arsenal, doing the Cup and bring in like a, a group of kids yeah. and hope they do well. These are first-team players, but um, I, I was only saying because of the, the injury list, bring in guys who are fighting for that spot rather than ones who pretty much have that spot and let them prove something because you never know with how, with how bad the injuries are going at the minute. And after Arsenal game, if there is another niggle, then you've got people fighting and proved that they, they've made it, that they've earned that spot. Well, well, Whereabouts in Canada are you, by the way? Um, just south, south west of Toronto, about an hour and a half. So oh, yeah. uh, by L- London, Ontario, not far from there. Yeah, well, I was. Got, no, I'm really asking because I got an auntie who lives near Toronto. Uh, <laughs> I was there. I was there about three years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all locked down there now. Yeah, I, bet, so, I bet it is. Yeah. So Ian, I was I was going to finish off by saying it, because you're not in the UK anymore that talk of you bringing your boots back to Leicester, which a lot of fans would have said, God, let's give it a go, is no good. Can I ask, what, what are you up to then if you've moved back to Canada? Have you got some big plans up there? Or, um, Well, originally I was moving over for a job. Uh, obviously, COVID kind of scuppered that. So I'm back here. Family's over here. Wife and kids have moved over and the dogs. and So we've finally got a house and looking to get into the coaching side of things. Although I haven't 100% hung them up yet. It's uh, looking more and more likely. Uh, well, it's almost, almost certain, I guess. Uh, but no, I'm looking to get into my coaching and continue with that. I've got my UEFA B license, so I'm looking to, to get some minutes under my belt and then look to get my A license next summer. Well, let, let's hope you get one more season to play somewhere. And uh, not not the Canada national job just yet, then? No, no, no. no. Don't be that. But, uh, no, the, a, the national team's doing really well right now and the yeah. They've got some. They got uh, World Cup qualifiers coming up in the new year, and and they're hosting it in 2026. So it's it's a massive time for Canadian soccer and Canadian soccer, Canadian football. I've been over here two months more. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's a it's a massive time for yeah. for Canadian soccer. So it's uh, just gotta enjoy it. And there's a lot of a lot of kids around here who are trying to learn the game and want to be taught by by people who've played the game. So it's. Uh, if I can help in any way, shape or form, that's what I'm here to do. Well, Ian, Keith says thanks a lot. It's been great to hear you. So does Mick. Uh, loads of fans putting in their comments saying thanks a lot, Ian. And thanks. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on and having your, your views as a striker, ex-Leicester. And uh, it's been great to have you on. Hope you'll come yeah. on again, Ian. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Just give me a shout and I'll be here. Fantastic. Cheers, Ian. All right, cheers, guys. Thanks, Ian. We'll let you go. Thanks so All much right. to Ian. That's great to have Hume on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, a nice bloke as well and a good strike. It was uh, kind of fun watching him in some of his goals back uh, earlier today. Um, yeah. Yeah, ni- nice lad as well. And, um, yeah, some interesting views on, on the current situation as well. So uh, we'll wait and see what happens. Well, John, we've got lots to look forward to. So we'll be catching up with you later in this week, hopefully. Well, maybe next Monday. We'll do a look back on two games then. <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right, John, thanks for joining us. That's Sinky giving us his views. Thanks, John. Okay, cheers.
And of course, that was great to have Ian Hume on. Great to have Sinky on as ever. But most important is the fans, you guys. So thanks so much for that. Uh, sorry, Jamie, didn't get to ask Ian that. Is he doing any TV work? I'm sure he would be, especially with all that stuff coming up. Um, Jamie again says, gives a big Hume out. Thanks to Ian. Great to get his views. Aren't we lucky? Thanks, everybody, for all your views tonight, all your comments. Uh, looking forward to Thursday. Don't forget, Wednesday night, Tom is doing the Fox's Tales. Thursday night, we have got a pre-match show. I think kickoffs at 8 o'clock, so we'll be live at 7.30 with very interesting team news, no doubt. Then we've got half-time, full-time. Friday night is the Fan Zone show. Sunday is the Foxes Aftermath show and another match day. It's Arsenal. It's very busy here. From me, Phil, thanks for all these guys for helping us bring you Leicester Fan TV. Please like and subscribe. Cheers. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. With special thanks to our pals at AD Taxis, Beatman, Piglet's Pantry, Tiger, Leicester Garage Conversions, Pink Vehicle Leasing, Hologram, The Foxes Arms, Moyer Weight Interiors and our chosen charity, Memphis UK. We bring you the fans' views on the match each week, and your views matter to us. Join the fans' debate each match with us. Follow us at LesterFanTV. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.